Welcome back to the Mobile Economy Podcast. Eric Garrison along with Donald again, and we have a special guest this week on the program. Donald, who do we have here? Yeah, this week we are sitting here with my father, Michael Kamandi. Uh, he has been a, well, you know what, Michael, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself for us. Well, thank you, Donald. Eric, nice to see you again. Um, Mike Kamandi, um, I, uh, my claim to fame was a 35-year multi-unit Dunkin' Donuts franchisee before I moved down to uh, North Carolina. I've done some development and operations for uh, many different businesses. Uh, I am a business advisor, particularly focusing in the uh, food business, uh, born and raised in the butcher and the Italian deli business. Um, our focus today is going to be about uh, our vision, our goal. Uh, this is the time that we need to uh, rediscover our genius, um, re-look at what we are doing, how we're oper- operating, so that when this is over and we come to the other end, what is that new normal going to look like? How are we going to be able to adapt and improvise and focus on it and be better? Now's the time to do that because when we do get there, we have to be firing on all cylinders. So when you talk about how can we schedule in an area, right, you know, to be able to know, how do you work with those with technology to order it ahead of time and go pick it up. Right. Make that, you know, a restaurant is like, how do I convert my restaurant into maybe a commissary or am I going to move my restaurant to a smaller location for pickup, right, and go to a commissary and then deliver it. But a food truck has the ability to produce at their commissary and put it on their truck and go somewhere. So they are a mobile commissary. Well, that's why I think that in a lot of ways, the food trucks may be in better shape than a lot of restaurants right now because they are limited. They are the, they're packaging it in individual you know, servings. They're using the commissary. Um, they don't have a big, large overhead like a restaurant does, and they're not going to have their seating capacity cut. Now, you're not going to have the, where the food trucks are going to get hit is they made a lot of money at the food truck rodeos. So I don't foresee right now um, that we're gonna have any of those big outdoor food truck rodeos in 2020. I think we're done for those for the year. Um, and, and that's a very safe assumption because the social distancing is going to be something that's gonna be around for a while. So right. the thing is, is that the food trucks have the ability to say, okay, we're not gonna be able to create an event where we could have a large number of trucks come and people could be able to change it. But we have the ability to take those four wheels and move it where the demand is, where a restaurant can't do that. The restaurant needs to create the demand for somebody to come to them. And where is it going to be? You know, where are those locations? You know, how, you know, the days of going to facilities and um, uh, industrial parks or office buildings, you're going to see there is a lot of companies that aren't looking at doing anything in their offices till June or July already. Right. right. So, you know, that's going to be, but where can we go and then create it? Right. Well, that's why we're also, you know, we're expanding the mobiles product into apartment complexes because we are seeing, you know, that. But the other problem right now is that even the ones that are doing apartment complexes, most of the people right now are cooking their own food. And because of the cash crunch, 
they're not doing a lot of takeout. So, um, you know, the, the business that's being done at the apartment complexes, like what we were talking about, how a restaurant has lost the high profit items, such as the appetizer, the soda, the beer before, the after dinner drinks, the <clears> dessert. <throat> the food trucks have lost the breweries because what they would do is they would be at the office parks during the day, go back to the commissary, load up, hit Bond Brothers, Nickel Point, you know. Forgotten Ale, Beer Company, you know, all of them where they were going to go there and then that's their nighttime activity. Correct. And that's going to change, and that's going to change too. Right. But, you know, how do you supplement it and and then go from there? Or, you know, how do you, you you may not have a rodeo, but what if you had, you know, one truck in one spot, right? And then in another section of the parking lot, another one, maybe you could have in four corners, four different trucks, you know, you know. Well, actually, one of the ideas uh, that I was thinking about and talking with um, our, uh, our partner, Imperial Center, which is we have a whole lot of trucks um, and we can't do a rodeo. We normally would have a lunch rodeo there, but do a tasting where you have uh, the trucks prepare up some food and you have like a tasting menu. So you buy a meal and it's a combination of a group of the trucks. So you get a couple containers that are full of meals from Cockadoodle Moo and the lobster company, you know, Cousins Main Lobster and uh, the various uh, food trucks. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Now, I think that maybe the food trucks are competing with cooking at home right now but as food supplies are going to get more difficult to get in the supermarkets right i mean except for potatoes right because there's billions of right tons of potatoes available um they'll be able to people are going to run out of food or right now is that before a food truck was an easy commodity it was where you got your lunch where you got your dinner if you were working late right you know or you're fitting it in but now i think the way food trucks need to package it is you went out to a restaurant why because you worked hard you didn't want to cook at home you wanted to go out for a night and you wanted to be uh treated well have a good meal and go home and not have to clean dishes i think the food trucks are going to become that escape from the seclusion of the day, right? I know personally, you get up in the morning, you have your breakfast, we eat together, we go to our own corners of the house to do our work, uh, we come across each other for maybe a quick little bite for lunch, or whoever grabs something and then it goes there, and then at a certain point in time of the night, you know, yeah, we're done, and we eat dinner, supper, as they say down here in the South, um, and it may be late, depending upon what we're doing, uh, and then we're relaxing for the evening. And then you get right back into the same thing. And after weeks and weeks of doing this, you know, this kind of rain or something else like that, well, it's driving me flipping crazy, right? But the food truck could be that release of, let me get out somewhere. I'm not going to be able to go to that restaurant because I can't sit at a table. But you know what? I could go somewhere where that food truck is going to be, right? And I may know that, you know, you know, they use chalk to make six feet lines and I may be able to get there I could have my food and then go you know sit on the yeah. the, the, the 
Yes, yeah. sit on the sidewalk or sit on that, you know, lift gate of the pickup truck, you know, and just sit there and relax or, you know, like we did with the station wagons, open up the top of the thing and just sit there and have have something else like that and then, you know, go home. That's yeah. going to be your special event is that food truck. Yeah. Right? And well, whatever they're doing. And what we're looking at from the standpoint of the office parks right now is um, – also discussing on ways that we could have some runners that people order the food from the food truck and then you've got you know some people that will take it from the food truck into the uh, reception area of an office because the other thing is that um, uh, we're hearing that some of the offices around RTP which by the way the ones that have um, less than uh, four stories are at a great advantage right now because when things start opening back up, who wants to hop in an elevator? And the numbers we're getting is that people will go up one flight of stairs, no problem. Two flight, okay. That third flight of steps, uh-uh. Nobody wants to go up three flights of steps. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, if you're talking about uh, uh, people running food, I think there's gonna be a big advantage to that. And it might be something to help with some of our food truck activity, but, um, you know, if you're going to be competing also to get in that elevator and running up the food. Your Jimmy John guy might be, you know, running up four flights of steps as well on some of those buildings. Right. And I think that that's where the food trucks um, are going to be able to differentiate themselves. Because I think the food trucks will, with nobody else that has a job and working, yeah. a food truck to be able to employ somebody to be their runner. Right to be that you know runner of food, right? Because they don't need a server, right? You know, yeah. but that person to be able to do it, um, to be able to run it up, I mean that that that's just part of it, and it may be a, an essential thing that they have to do to stay viable and relevant, as opposed to putting the onus on that property manager, right? Property managers are up to their eyeballs and things they've got to do, right? Uh, the people who own them are putting pressure on the people who are running them to make sure nothing falls through the cracks. They've got minimal um, minimal resources and people to work because of the cuts that they're making. And they yeah. have to make sure of everything. And listen, I can talk about go to those elevators. Can you imagine being in Durham or Raleigh and being on the 10th floor right right now or oh, living we, on the 10th floor? You we, know, and what does that elevator look like and the sanitation you know, and everything else that goes along with it? And are they going to become express only? Will you push a button, you're the only one on it, but then what happens with sanitation? I mean, forget about it. But if you have that runner that's able to come in, right? You know, and, and, and meet him inside or whatever else. That might be something that you have to be able to do to fight at this period of time. And that's why I think we're going to have to see. Um, and that's one reason why uh, it may be something that, you know, our mobiles company uh, and a couple of the parks are the ones that put together and have the runners, you know, to make the events to be able to be um, still held there and, and have the high level of standard and the utilization of the trucks. Mm-hmm. Um and of course, that person would make you know a couple dollars tip, you know, by doing it. Um, but it's going to be up to the individual food truck operator how they're going to compensate that person, what the value and the need is going to be. Because yeah. I think you'll see lesser people coming out, right? Um, but you want to be able to give that option. And again, I don't think you want to give the property manager a job they, to to be able to do it because as soon as you you never give your guest a job. And if you're a food truck and you're coming to a property manager, that property is your guest. 
And anytime yeah. you add a layer of a job onto it, um, it just pushes pushes well, you. Well, these a property managers. I mean, we talk to property managers all the time, and you're you're exactly right that they are beyond up to their eyeballs. I mean, have you ever talked to a property manager, Donald, who was not two weeks behind and at a stress level of ten? No, no, I can't remember a time. But if we can, I think. If we can figure out a way, I mean, one thing that mobile has always started out with is taking that food truck stress off of them and being able to figure out a way once we get back to a new normal, figuring out a way to get those food trucks back and get food to the people that are working will be essential and trying to take that off of the property managers. Yeah, what I'm I'm expecting is that... um, you know, let's take Imperial Center, for example. You got two very high-volume restaurants there, Page Road Grill and Mez, both owned by uh, Chapel Hill Restaurant Group, who does have catering services um, and, you know, a good portfolio of, of restaurants. But I don't think that those guys are going to be able to do the high-volume work that they used to be able to do uh, out of there. You don't want to do necessarily Grubhub, uh, DoorDash, as, you know, we were talking about on the fees on that, um, but I think that's going to mean that a lot of people are not going to want to leave their building. They're going to want to stay in the building and have the food delivered, whether it's the food trucks being on site, if it's kiosk food delivery like we have at some other properties, or it's a food to be service or you know the, the Jimmy John delivery. But people get tired no matter what. You have to have a good rotation. Or all the above. Yeah. And so what the food trucks bring is variety okay every you know having been in the qsr business my whole life in the food business my whole life variety is it well my grandparents started with their butcher shop they were a butcher shop and they sold meat then they moved and they started to add groceries and then they got into dairy products and then the big thing came is frozen food was invented right so now all of a sudden you had frozen food so you had a little bit of everything you had your dairy right you had your frozen food you had your dry goods right and then you had your your variety of different meats right back in the day it was you went to buck's pork store you know and then you went to for your pork you went to the slaughterhouse for your poultry you know and then you went to the butcher for your beef right until everything got in food trucks give you variety Okay. Right. Right. They may not have variety within each one of them, but they have the ability to shuffle in and out and give people variety, and people want variety, which is why in a quick service restaurant, the McDonald's, the Burger Kings, the Wendy's, they try to be everything. We've got breakfast, we've got lunch, we've got fish sandwiches, we've got everything in the world that we you want to be, cafe. and we got a gazillion <laughs> skews that we're going to yeah. be able to work with, right? And but a food truck is minimal skews. Focus on what they know is successful, and it could be here today, and then somebody else there tomorrow, and then they could be somewhere else. So there's a constant shift that's going, we're already into these routines that are driving everybody crazy, and of what we're doing, we're restricted, and we're fortunate because we live in the woods, right, in the country, and we could get outside. I cannot imagine if I lived in an apartment in Raleigh or Durham, right? And yeah. I couldn't get out somewhere. But people want to move away from that routine 
the food trucks will become that variety, that different thing, to what's going to be there uh, to be able to change it up, right? Because the restaurants are going to have to change. There's going to be a new norm. They will not have people coming in like the way they were. They're right. not going to come back and have that sharp turn up and it's going to come back to normal. We were watching a movie, The Gumball Rally. Remember the movie, The Gumball Rally? No, I mean, I You're don't. not old enough. Okay. <laughs> Gumball Rally is this you know, race across the United States. And there's an MG, and I think uh, Raul Julia and I think it was Peter Fonda were in it. And they're in this MG, and they're getting ready to go. And Raul Julia is the driver. He takes the rearview mirror off the dashboard, and he throws it behind him. And Peter Fonda says, what are you doing? Oh, what does a behind of me is a nut important. We're not going back. Right. What we were is not coming back. We've got to move forward. The restaurants and saying, we're staying with what we were, how we were, it's not going to come back. It may come back November and December, January of the year after the next influx of the virus wave comes. But what are you going to do between then? Now it's going to be delivery, curbside, pickup windows. What are you going to be able to do? Because your table limit is going to be down drastically because of social distancing. You need to focus on what your values are, your core values are, what your mission is, and then you have to. And the clients that I'm working with right now, it's what are all of those and how are we aligning our values and our employees' values to be executing at an excellent level? Because when they start coming back, you don't have room to make a mistake. You can't have, you know, Sally or Bobby come in rolling out of bed and just throwing themselves together. You don't have the opportunity to somebody make a slip up and somebody else see it and make a posting. It's not going to be forgiven like it was in the past. Hygiene and execution are going to be paramount. And food trucks can do it because they're already doing it. I I, I just see that's where that's going to go. Yep. This, of course, has been kind of a longer session, so we're going to cut this into two. So look for part two of this session next week. So exactly one week from today, we'll put up the part two to this interview with uh, Michael Kamundi.